Welcome to Surviving 20s, a safe space for young adults in their 20s trying to survive. My name is Bria Alicia and I'm your host. Surviving 20s highlights the misfortunes and struggles that we all face in our 20s, whether that's navigating time management, adulting, love, life, family members, spirituality, sexuality, and much more. On the podcast, we have 20-somethings from all walks of life to highlight what they've been through and what they've truly survived. This is the podcast to let you know that you are not alone, and whatever you're going through, you will survive. This is my third retainer that I have lost, and I'm not buying another one, okay? I just had to get it off my chest. I had to tell somebody that because if the gap is going to come back, the gap is going to come back, and guess who's going to be okay with it? I am. <laughs> but thank y'all for letting me get that off my chest. Um, If you are not following Surviving 20s on Instagram, what is you doing, baby? You are missing out. We have relevant content about being a 20-year-old, what we go through, how we're getting through it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Surviving 20s Podcast and like us on Facebook. If you are following us on Instagram, then you already know that last week we were talking about finances. We were talking about credits. Um, I shared my story on the blog of paying off five student loans. Um, I want you to know that no matter how old you are on this 20s spectrum, that you are able to manage your money. I know when I was an early 20-something, money was real scarce. And I was working at jobs like Bojangles, Children's Place, Kids Foot Locker. I was even working at my... I was even working at USC Upstate Calf Sedet. So, shout out to them because they helped me pay for my car. But nonetheless, wherever you are, or if you're a late 20-something that's making pretty good money, or you're not working at all, I want you to know that you can be in control of your money. You may not be making the money that you want. You may not be in the best financial state that you are in currently. You can be a good steward over your money. And I think there is a miseducation or a misconception about money um, in your 20s that either you are flexing on everyone or you're just plain broke. And I don't like using the word broke because you're not broke you just don't have the financial means that you would like to get the things that you want broke don't call yourself broke you're just not where you want to be currently um so i wanted to do another episode about 20s in your pocket because a lot of us are in our pockets when we shouldn't be or we're not even worrying about what's in our pockets we're just living our best life and praying that when we swipe our card that our card doesn't get declined so we got to stop all of that okay but before we get started um i got a couple of questions that i would like to ask you all um who taught you about money and when i ask who taught you about money? How did you learn money? Did, was it a conversation in the household um, that, you know, money is this, money is that? Or were you given the, you know, the type of uh, talk where you make money is your money, you spend it how you like it? Or were you taught that you need to save your money um, and don't spend, only spend when it's important? Or were your parents resourceful? And we're teaching you how to invest your money. Because I know there's different type of conversations in people households about money. And knowing the type of conversation that you had and reflecting on, wow, how did this affect me now in my adulthood 
while I am um, managing my money or not managing my money at all. Because let's face it, some people don't manage their money. Their money manages them. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I got another question for you. What were you taught about credit cards? Like what, what was the conversation? Did your family tell you not to use credit cards? Stay away from them. They are the devil. Or did they say, get you a credit card because it's going to help your, it's going to help your credit. For me, growing up, I was taught to save, 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 save. The only way that you're going to get things in life is by saving. And I took it and ran with it. I was taught that um, credit cards are evil, but if you get them, just pay them and don't pay the minimum. And I feel like that helped me along the way, but I know that there were some drawbacks with just teaching me to just save because for me personally that's all I do I save and I'm thankful that I save because I've been able to purchase large items hence my home hence um paying off one car buying another one but when it came to spending for me I guilt myself y'all um that's just me being transparent because I was always taught to save and not spend and I know a lot of people that are the same they are savers so when it comes to spending they struggle with that because they're taught to save and I thing with whatever narrative or whatever or however you were taught to spend money you can pull certain gems out of the the lesson that you learn and create your own because that's what being an adult is about learning from the lessons that you were either taught or experienced in creating your life um, from those or bringing those jewels into your life in navigating life. And I feel like we should do that with our finances. I am here to tell you that finances, money, credit, all of those are a tool to live the lifestyle that you want or create the lifestyle that you want in order to obtain the life that you want. You have to have a financial goal and majority of us have financial goals. So when you're saying that you want to buy a new car, that's a financial goal. When you're saying that you want to buy a home or you want to move or you want to travel, all of those are financial goals. A lot of times those financial goals seem unachievable because you don't have a financial action plan put in place. In your action plan, you can see it as a budget, but what it is is a plan that helps you maneuver to attain those goals that you want financially. The way in which you can create that financial plan is first tracking your money where are you spending your money where is majority of your money being spent on is it being spent on bills or expenses and expenses i define as things that you like to spend your money on so whether that's getting your nails done your toes done whatever it is that's an expense it's not something that is a necessity but that's what you like to spend your money on so looking at where's where's my money going is it going to majority bills? Is it going to expenses? And how much money am I bringing home monthly? A lot of times we know, okay, I'm expected to get this amount each month. And once we get that, we have that number in our head. We feel like, okay, I need to spend X amount. But when it comes to actually managing our money, we don't. We just spend, spend, spend. We spend when we're sad. We spend when we're angry. We spend when we're upset or we spend when we're in a panic. So in order to create that financial plan, figure out where you are spending your money. Once you figure out where you're spending your money, create your plan. Your plan will look different from anyone else. When you are creating your financial plan, take in consideration that you may need more than one um, account. And when I say an account, I'm talking about a check-ins and 
and savings account. It is recommended to have more than one checkings and savings account. I recommend that. However, if you're just starting off and you're unable to open various checkings account, that is perfectly okay. If, if where you're staying, it has a, a credit unions. Credit unions are amazing places to open up multiple accounts because they don't require, require a large portion of money and they don't char charge you for having like a, a specific fee. I know certain banks do charge you to have like a minimum in their uh, account or a minimum receiving um, a minimum funds coming into your account. So if you so if you do live by a credit union, make sure to check out your local credit union and try to get those accounts. If you aren't by a credit union or you're not uh, able to open up several accounts, use the envelope system. The envelope system is something that I used when I first started off as a young adult. I would write out, okay, this is my vacation envelope, um, my money envelope, like my allowance envelope, and also my uh, food envelope because let's face it we love food we love to eat food and that is okay what is not okay is when you don't factor in your expenses with having multiple accounts or using the envelope system you are directing your money you're saying okay i'm gonna put ten dollars back a week or two weeks um for my for my food or for my nails i'm gonna put a hundred dollars back for my quote-unquote my savings or i'm gonna put fifty dollars back for my vacations the more that you plan and you prep the easier it is when it comes to achieving your financial goal the reason why you need multiple checkings account is that you can assign your money where to go instance I have a bill account my bill account is something that I have talked about on Instagram it's basically where I put all my bill money so when it comes to my car payment when it comes to my student loans when it comes to my medical bills um, my cell phone bill all of those go into that account and that helps me see my actual money and my primary checking account so once that money is removed I know how much money I have to play with and I know how much money I want to put in my savings I have two savings accounts. I have a large savings account and a small savings account my large savings account is the money that I do not touch I continue to let it grow over time so just in case you know I get laid off or just in case something happens later on down the line I have that money that I can either live off of or I can invest my second savings account my second savings account is my primary emergency funds so say if um i get in a car accident or i need a new tire i know that i have already allocated money to that account so i don't have to worry about my chickens i don't have to worry about being in the hole and it's like oh my god what do i do now no i have money there you may be thinking well how do i start a, uh, an emergency saving fund just like you start anything else you put money back you know how much money you feel comfortable with putting back if you feel comfortable with putting five dollars a week back throughout the year then that's fine put that back for me um graduating from college my goal was to save five thousand dollars i feel like five thousand dollars is like that uh balance that helps you grow more um i did not save that within a year after being out of graduate school out of um, undergrad i saved that over amount of time so my goal was to at least if i couldn't put back 
no more than 50 every two weeks or at least 100 every two weeks. And that was just being disciplined. The only way that you are going to save money, the only way that you are going to achieve your financial goal is to be disciplined. There are no shortcuts when it comes to your finances. You just truly have to be disciplined. And yes, you, you're going to stumble. You're going to want to dab in that emergency fund for things that are not emergencies. But you have to think about it when you are young. And if you've grown, if you have grown up to where it's like your parents tell you, you grown, you're going to have to figure it out on your own. You have to remember you have to take care of you. So sometimes you got to sacrifice even when you want to go on a concert and you got the money in your emergency saving funds. But you know that that is for emergency only. Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and skip out and that it's okay. But skipping out do make you feel lonely or you're not feeling involved, but ain't nobody going to pay your bills but you. No, your parents may help you here and there, but your bills are your bills. And in order to live the life you want, you have to sacrifice in some certain areas. So as you are creating your financial plan, also consider your credit. Your credit shall always be a goal. Have it. In right standing to when it's time to buy a large purchase or when it is time to get a new phone, whatever you want, your credit, your credit is acceptable, right? Um, a lot of people don't either have credit or they have bad credit. Um, and there's a difference. You can have no credit, which is a problem, and you can have bad credit due to your financial history. If you do not have any credit, um, I would recommend that you try to apply for a secure credit card with your bank. If your bank does not have a secure credit card, I think uh, it would be wise to find a bank that does because a secure credit card, it helps you build credit, but your credit limit is based upon, and correct me if I'm wrong guys, but it's based upon the amount that you have already in your account so they're not going to give you a credit limit of fifteen hundred dollars when you ain't got nothing but two hundred dollars in your bank they want it to be where you are able to build that credit and you're able to pay your bills if you know that you have poor credit due to your past financial history or the barriers that you may have had in the past related to your finances go on annualcreditreport.com you are entitled to a free credit report check every year it's free it doesn't cost you anything and that is your accurate credit score they pull it from each of the major credit bureaus that's transunion equifax and experience that that is where you need to be checking your credit there's nothing wrong with freecreditreport.com however they may not be showing you your accurate credit score another way to check your credit um is if you had another way that you can check your credit if you have credit cards is that on online when you log into you like your credit card information there should be a tab where you can review your credit and that doesn't pull from your credit because you're just reviewing it with your credit card um if you are interested in getting a credit card but you don't want to go the secure credit card route um what i did was i i just applied for like a tj maxx card or i i just applied for a regular card and I, I had my credit card and I think my TJ Maxx card was like a master's card. And so I could use it anywhere. But wherever you get a card, 
Look at the interest rates. Look at if you miss a payment, how much are they going to ding you for? Because a lot of people like, oh, I got a credit card and they're perfectly fine with it, but they don't understand like interest rates and how much it's going to be if you miss a payment. And that's where a lot of people get dinged on. They miss payments and that interest kills them or they only pay the minimum. Please, please, please do not pay the minimum if you got credit cards say if on your credit card you are 150 dollars if you are unable to pay that 150 dollars this is what i do split that payment so say if that payment is due on the 18th and you know for certain by the 18th you will not have that 150 dollars at least try to pay half on the first and half when it's due. A lot of people panic because they feel like I don't have that money um, right then and there. If you know that you're going to use a credit card and you do not have that money for next month, don't use that credit card unless until it's due. And a lot of people don't think that they can do that, but you can. You can make payments on your credit cards before they are due. Some credit cards will accept that as a payment, some won't. So it's important to know what type of credit cards you got. But for a good portion of them, they will do that. Even when making, uh, even when you are making payments to your, even when you're making car payments, what I do, and I recommend a lot of my clients that I, that I uh, offer coaching service to pay double. And what I mean by that is, say if you got a um, car payment that's $450, split that bill in half so what you'll do is you'll pay 250 you'll pay 250 the day before it's due and pay 200 the day of is due and what it does is you may what happens is when you make two payments one goes to the interest while the other goes to the principal there are ways around paying off bills there's a way around paying off debt um those are some techniques that i use that my clients use and they see that it's more effective because your goal is to always pay that interest but target the principal and if you're like i don't understand what's the interest in the principal the principal is the actual loan so the loan that save you borrow so so say when you're buying a car and the car costs twenty six thousand dollars that's your your principal the interest the interest is the percentage of the principal so say if someone says yeah i will let you buy this twenty six thousand dollars but you're gonna have to pay me with interest of three percent that's just saying you're paying the interest back of that principal and i know it's confusing because it took me a while to understand what that meant the same goes for student loans when you borrow money say if you borrow a thousand dollars uh for school same goes for being in school when you take out loans, you're taking out a principal. That principal is accompanied by the interest rate. So it's always important that when you are taking out student loans for school, that you understand the interest rate and also the type of loan that you are taking out. A lot of schools um, offer or financial aid offers unsubsidized and subsidized loans. Unsubsidized loans are the loans that grow interest by the time that you take them out, grow interest. Um, subsidized loans are loans that grow interest after you graduate. So when you graduate from college, so when you graduate from college and after that six, uh, six months grace period, that's when those loans grow their interest. And advice that I always give 20 somethings is when you are taking out loans, see if you can 
get more of the subsidized loans and less of the unsubsidized. I have both, but one thing that I did while I was in school is I decrease my unsubsidized loans and I increase my subsidized loans. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't mind paying back more to subsidized loans because they start the interest starts after getting that after graduate from college i know te- i know sometimes they will offer you more money for unsubsidized loans so yeah you'll get more money for that unsubsidized loan but you're going to pay more interest on that compared to that subsidized loan they may offer you like three thousand dollars for that and you're like okay three thousand dollars compared to six thousand dollars i might as well take the six but remember if you want to pay off that student loan or if you want to be debt free that you just need to negotiate because you can negotiate with them a lot of times we feel like oh i have to take this loan money and just deal with it anything in life can be negotiable you know negotiate 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 going back to financial financial plans when you are creating your financial plans um figure out which check you want to be your bill check and want to be your free check some people get paid weekly which is amazing while others get paid bi-weekly like me or you pay twice a month so for me when i look at what check is going to be um, my bill check typically is the first check in the month. I like to get all my expenses out of the way, and then whatever I have left over, I like to take that and put it in my savings. And that last check, I like to save if I can. If I can't, that is okay. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people spend out of both of their checks, and sometimes you have to. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna BS you. Sometimes you have to spend out of both checks, and that is okay. Look at your checks and look at when your bills fall, and see, okay, say if all your bills fall the first of the month and say if they're all due by the 10th but you don't get paid to the 12th then you may have to look at your last check make that last check cover your bills for the first of the month and then your first check will be the check that you either buy stuff for yourself or put back in your savings it's all about it's all about being honest with yourself and looking at what works for you my financial plan may not work for you your financial plan may not work for me but i just want to give you all some tips and tricks about finances because it's something that is not going anywhere i don't want you all to feel that it's impossible to save money because it is you just have to sacrifice sometimes and i don't want you to think that you can't save your you can't buy because you can you just have to be mindful of when you buy you can go out to eat but sometimes you have to put that money back for money or you may have to have an allowance sometimes people feel like they can't give themselves an allowance yes if you know that you suck (laughs) you know that you suck at finances you may need to give yourself an allowance and be firm on yourself okay this is my allowance money if you want to allocate $200 being your allowance money, that's not including gas. That's just including the things for you. So if you want to go out to eat, if you want to buy something, that is your allowance. But after you are finished spending your allowance money, you can't you can't go dip back in the pot. If it's not an emergency, you can't dip in the pot. So figure out what you want to do with your money. Figure out what, what is your financial goal. What do you want to be at? And even if you're not working, you're in school, still create you a plan. When you get money, what do you need to do with that money? I'm not always telling you, I'm not telling you not to treat yourself because you, you should, but be mindful with that money. How do you need to utilize that money? And when you go from there, you'll figure out your plan 
If you all are interested in me having more financial talks with you guys on the podcast or on Instagram, let me know. Make sure to email us with any financial questions that you may have. And I will talk about it on the show. You will remain anonymous. Um, But yeah, I want y'all to know that you can survive your 20s. You can survive being in a financial rut. You can get out of it. Please join the Road to the 750 Club. And if I'm not saying it correctly, I'll make sure to put it in the description of this episode. That is that is an amazing group and it teaches you so much about finances and getting out of debt. It is possible, you guys. So without further ado, I'm going to end this episode. I hope that you enjoy it. As always, make sure to like, share and subscribe and leave us a rating. Bye, guys.